Bangor Worldwide has been promoting and supporting World Mission for over 85 years. Our podcasts are free of charge. You can find out more about us at www.worldwidemission.org. We hope you enjoy this talk. Thank you. Good evening, everyone. Thank you very much for your welcome. And I do, of course, consider it a very great privilege and a joy to be sharing with you here at the convention. Although um, Michael Johnson on Monday night made reference to Daniel in the lion's den. And I can pretty much relate to that story this evening because my stomach feels like the stomach of a lion in a den of Daniel's. Especially having to share the pulpit with uh, Kim Kelly and Trevor Matthews. And yet, you know, no no matter whether our work is north or south, city or countryside, it is the work of the living God. And we are careful and mindful at the outset to give him the praise and the glory and the honor. For this day is an exciting day to be involved in mission work in Ireland. A day in which there is such an openness, a day in which there is such a hunger. They'll speak about the north, I know the south, and there is a hunger there that I do not think has existed, not for maybe 400 years in the south of Ireland. An exciting time when practically lots of changes have happened, happened physically, uh, physical changes, um, socially Ireland has changed. I've lived there 21 years, and I've seen it change socially, politically, religiously, economically, the demographics of Ireland have changed almost beyond recognition. And with those changes have come opportunity and a window of opportunity that we as the people of God must enter. For there is still a spirituality. People do not want religion. They had enough of that up to here, but they have a spirituality about them that still seeks. For scripture tells us that the Lord has set eternity in the hearts of man. And spiritually there are changes brought about, I believe, in no small part by the prayers of God's people. And perhaps even folks here this evening who have prayed faithfully for 30, 40, 50, maybe 60 years for a new day in Ireland. And tonight, brothers and sisters, I declare to you that your prayers are being answered. For today in Ireland, is a new day for new things for the people of God. We're going to see a short DVD just now, and then we're going to talk more specifically about the work of the mission after that.
thank you very much. Now, I hope you have your seatbelts uh, uh, tightly fastened because we have to get down to Dublin, onto the M1, and down to Dublin and back to Bangor in about 13 minutes flat. Now, it's handy that we have four leaflets in the mission because there's four areas of work. And the first area of work is a, a year team, a year program that we have. It's a wonderful opportunity uh, for uh, people 18 to 35 years old to come and to be involved in the Lord's work. If you have a year you want to give in the Lord's service, it's a wonderful place to come. Uh, not decrying other one-year programs around the world, but you come to Dublin, you don't have to learn another language. You just have to tune your ear in for a day. Uh, and uh, you don't have another culture except for a few minor things. And you can be involved in ministry, face-to-face ministry, straight away down in Dublin. So a wonderful opportunity. Uh, anybody wanting to know more about that, come to the stand later on. I should have said also, at the, uh, the, the uh, morning readings this morning, I assured everybody that if they were coming tonight, you had to come prepared. Because you have something that I want. You have something that I want. And between now and 12 minutes time, you have to try and figure out what that is that you have that I want. Second area of the work, as you saw in the the DVD there, homeless ministry, working with the the homeless people of Dublin. And we do that here in the lighthouse. And the lighthouse is only a small room. You fit 35 people around the tables. If you want to squash them in, you'll have 40. And uh, that, that little room uh, in that little room, we'll give them a three-course meal. Uh, we'll be giving them uh, clothing, footwear, sleeping bags, toiletries, and so on. Uh, and uh, you might think 35 to 40, that's not that much. Well, in a two-hour period, uh, when the lighthouse is open, and it's only open for two hours, and don't be thinking now, sure, that's a short day. Two hours work, I could do mission. Uh, it takes six hours of cooking to get ready for the two hours in the evening. At least six hours of cooking. Because in those two hours, you are going to feed between 100 and 120 people in a room that holds 35 to 40, and you'll do that cooking on a four-ring electric cooker. Now, needless to say, we want to renovate and extend and get a bit better equipment, as good as the faith missions at least. <laughs> I, d- I purposely don't go to the Portadown Centre, because I hear it's, it's like heaven there. It's just wonderful. We want to renovate and extend that building. The building only came into our ownership about two years ago. And about 18 months or so ago, we got a team of people together uh, to draw up a plan, commit the thing to the Lord, to see how we would best go about renovating and extending the building. Uh, It gets to the end of the evening, for example, and you get to share the Word of God. You share a testimony or a God story, as we call it down below. Your God story. And you fed 120 people, but you can physically only have 40 people in the room to hear the testimony because you can't fit any more in. We want to extend the service and get more people in. And so we had this first meeting of the, uh, the steering committee, as it were, upstairs. It's a Tuesday night. The uh, drop-in is open downstairs. And I love this story. Uh, uh, the lighthouse from working with homeless is like a pantomime. really is like a pantomime. The meeting upstairs is over. And we're coming downstairs. We committed the whole thing to the Lord. We're coming downstairs. And I come up with a brainwave. Let's take these people out through the drop-ins. They're going out the back door. Go through past the homeless people. Let them see. Give them a flavor of what they're designing this plan for. So we're coming down the stairs. I'm pushing open the door of the drop-in. Freeze frame. Okay? Flip the remote to another channel inside the drop-in. The talk that night, the, the word that was shared, was about the fruit of the Spirit. 
And uh, the man doing the talk had brought along some apples and oranges and plums and pears and so on as a visual aid and put them on the serving counter. And uh, the people, he's finished his talk and they're up and they're lined up and they're getting their food, their three-course meal and their piece of fruit. And one man makes a mistake. He takes two oranges instead of one. He just happens to be an Englishman. No offense to the Englishman in the room. He just happened to be an Englishman. And unfortunate for him, an Irishman, broad Dublin accent, vodka addict, Sean, sees him, jumps to his feet. You English! You stole our country! And now you're trying to steal our oranges! His nephew, whose nickname is Whiskey, he's a heroin addict, and only Irish can understand how a heroin addict is called Whiskey, jumps to his feet with a chorus of... You'll never beat the Irish! Which is the clarion call for all the other Irish fellows in the room to jump up to see who we're going to fight. Whiskey darts across the room. He has two HB pencils between his fingers. He clenches his fist. They're sharp as, sharp as they can sharpen. He's just drawn back to swing one at the Englishman. Sean has grabbed a, squirt, uh, a corkscrew from his pocket and he's grabbed a man by the scruff and he's holding it to his throat. Freeze free him. I'm opening the door. Let's merge the two pictures. <laughs> I'm opening the door. And that's the sight that I'm seeing. And I'm trying to get the door shut as quick as I can before they see as well. And I hear a voice from inside from one of the volunteers shouting, Billy, where are you going? Get in here quick. And we have a way of calming that down so that nothing too terrible ever happens. And we praise God for that free protection upon us. And we don't take it for granted. But you know... I need to pray for people like Sean. It seems funny, it's like a pantomime, but Sean has served time for killing two men. He's a murderer. And in that room, there are murderers. And there are thieves and robbers. And there are drug addicts. And there are drug dealers. And there's prostitutes. And there's alcoholics. And people with psychological disorders, as well as the immigrants. And we want to let them taste and see that the Lord is good. Not just feed them physically, but let them taste and see that the Lord is good. Will you pray for people like Sean? That renovation and extension, by the time it's finished, I'm not sure he'll still be alive. His life is just wasted with vodka. Where before the Lord, we went for plan and permission to the Dublin City Council. And the city engineer did his report and he recommended to the planners, turn it down. This application, turn it down. Bad idea, bad plan. People were praying. God's people were praying. And when the planners got his report and our application, they granted full plan and permission to the mission. And we praise God for that. And now we're just waiting on the Lord for 10% of the full amount to come as God's blessing. And then we'll begin in his time and not just according to our own plan. Would you please be praying about that? Next area of work, the young people. You saw young people there in the DVD. Isn't it just a cracker of a time to be working with young people? If we work with young people at all, it's absolutely fabulous ministry to be involved with young people. They're full of vigor and full of energy and they're just full of life. And our ones are just full of devilment, but you get used with that. If it's not tied down, kneeled down, or screwed down, it'll disappear. It's like a magic trick. If some you don't want it anymore, just leave it on the table. It'll not be there at the end of the night. It just disappears. 
300 of them a week coming into the mission. 300 individual children. Some of them come a few times. If you add up the collective number, it's close to 1,000 children a week. And 50 of them are junior leaders. Young people, 13 to 18, that put their faith in the Lord. And they're being trained. They stood up, stepped up to the mark, up to the plate, and said, I want to be a leader in the club. How do I become a leader in the club? So they're being taught that as they're being discipled. 50 of them each week. And we praise God for that, for the fruit at the same time is sowing the seed. They come to clubs. They come to homework club. Uh, they'll, they'll be coming to adventure weekends, summer project, summer camp. Uh, you know, a homework club, for example, 90 children come to the homework club. And there's 50 more on the waiting list that we don't let in. We keep them out. Gospel mission, keeping people out. We're full, bursting at the seams. Camps, one of the family camps started with just seven families. This year there was 18 families. And there's 10 more families want to be on that camp. We're keeping them out. A piece of elastic can only stretch so far and there's only so much you can do. There's something that you have and I'm wanting that. What is it that you have that I want? That young people's work, we just praise God for the way in which he works through all of the ministry that happens for young people. We just finished nine weeks of camp on Saturday past, and it's been our best summer ever. Best summer ever. Week after week, the leaders coming back at the end of each week, coming back and saying, that's, that's the best week I ever remember. Didn't have to be separating children fighting. Didn't have to be restricting them for stealing. Uh, there was a very great lack of that sort of thing. There's great work of the Spirit of God. Groups of young people sitting around reading Bibles. Not at Bible session time. They were doing it then as well. But just grabbing a, a Bible and sitting down with each other. And reading the same story and talking about it to each other. You and me call that a Bible story. They're just tasting and seeing that God is good and enjoying it. It's wonderful. It's a cracker of time to be working with young people. Young girl, and I've mentioned her in a number of churches over the last nine months. Her name is Nadine. And if you're here and you've been to a meeting, you'll remember her. Her boyfriend hung himself from a tree and arranged for her to find his body. Her mother and father's come to know the Lord. And they're on camp. And they're planning to be on the camp in the summer. And we're encouraging them, get her to come to the camp. It'll do her good. The Lord will minister to her. She's withdrawn. She's in her room. They're keeping an eye on her because they're not sure will she commit suicide next. She's just so down because of what has happened and what she has seen and what she's been through. At the last minute, she decides to come in the camp. I must have a hundred photographs of her through the week, smiling. An 18-year-old girl just smiling and laughing and enjoying herself the way an 18-year-old girl is meant to enjoy herself. And just as the camp was over and she's in the car, uh, it just stopped. Her car just stopped right in front of me. And I says, well, how did it go for you? And she says, Billy, I really enjoyed it. I had a great time. And her last words to me, I'll see you at the Bible study. Her mother and father come to know the Lord and they've opened their home in that big estate. 50,000 people opened their home for Bible study. Billy, I'll see you at the Bible study. We praise God for such a time as this. I need you to be praying. I need you to be praying for people like Nadine and all those children come to know the Lord through the work in the summertime. As we start the Bible study again, now in September, for the people that the Lord will bring back to there. What is it that you have that I want? Well, it's our fourth leaflet, or at least it introduces it. And this is a once and a nighttime offer from a Balamina man. 
I know a Balamina man working in Dublin is a contradiction in terms. And this is also a contradiction in terms. Because I want to give this to you for free. Now, it's not every night you'll get a Balamina man giving something for free unless it's fresh air. Why do all Balamina men have big noses? Because air is free. <laughs> this is a fun way of asking for something serious, you know. This comes out four times a year. I need you to receive this. What is it that you have that I need? It's when you get down on your knees. If you're a people who believe in a God who hears and answers prayer, I need you on me, team. Oh, you might not be able to come and be on the year team. You might not be able to come and volunteer in the lighthouse. I, I understand that's not everybody's cup of tea. I can understand, oh, I wouldn't be able to do them camps in the summer. I'm not as young as I used to be. It's them young people who used to be getting down for them camps. I can understand you can't come. But you know, I won't understand if you won't pray. We, the people of God, are crying out to you, the people of God. Will you not come on over and help us? For we're getting a killing. We're getting a killing. I tell you that now. We're getting a killing. And it's not because a certain church is standing against us the way they used to. And we're getting a literal killing. It's not that sort of killing. It doesn't happen that way anymore. We're getting a killing for there's far much, far too much to do and not enough of us for to be doing it. And if you as the people of God won't take this opportunity, we're lost. We're going to have to keep going on our own. We're crying out to you. We've now eight members of staff. That's a 25% increase over last year. We could take four more workers and keep them busy, just taking work away from the workers who are there already. We wouldn't be doing anything new. Well, maybe we would get some of them people on the waiting list, off the waiting list, and then under the sound of the gospel and give them the opportunity to taste and see that the Lord is good. If you come over to the hall, will you come up to me and sign your name up for that? It'll not cost you a penny. That's not what I'm wanting off you. It'll not cost you a penny, but it will cost you your prayers. For that's what I'm wanting. That's what you have that I need and I desire. I leave with you this evening the work of Dublin Christian Mission. Amen. We trust you've enjoyed this podcast. If you'd like to make a donation to support the work of Bangor Worldwide, please visit www.worldwidemission.org slash donate.